Welcome back to another edition of Talent Talk. Today we will have on men's golfer Michael Matisse. Before we get into the interview today, talking about his career, uh, his time at UNF, uh, and being a local golfer, uh, we will go through the last week of UNF athletics and then talk a little bit about what's upcoming. It's a very busy time of year with crossover season. Last week we had men's basketball, women's basketball, softball, baseball, men's tennis, men, women's tennis, men's golf, and women's golf all in competition. Men's basketball made it six straight wins after tallying victories against Jacksonville and North Alabama. UNF defeated JU 81-66. UNF leads the 2019-20 River City Rumble 9-0. A pair of 10-2 runs and 25 points from Garrett Sams lifted UNF past North Alabama 80-67. UNF is 11-2 in the A-Sun and a half game ahead of Liberty for first place. Those two teams will meet tonight. In Lynchburg, make sure you head over to Buffalo Wild Wings in the St. John's Town Center to watch the game at the UNF Watch Party. Women's basketball rebounded from a loss at NGIT with a comeback win against North Alabama. Saturday, UNF was down by 20 in the game before coming back to win 67-65. The women's team did fall Monday night to Jacksonville. Baseball opened the season going 2-1. Friday night was a fun one. The Ospreys won on a walk-off balk or a balk-off. And then Saturday, Brandon writes his quality start. Three perfect frames from Dominic Madonna and a two-run homer from Ricky Presno helped UNF win 6-2. Softball had its home opener. It was the Osprey Classic. It featured Alabama A&M, Ball State, and ETSU. UNF defeated Alabama A&M 10-2 in six innings and took the first of two contests against Ball State 7-2. Rebecca Koski paces UNF with a 440 average, two home runs, and 10 RBI. Men's tennis improved to 2-0 on the year with a 5-2 defeat of UNC Wilmington. Danilo Duarte picked up the second A-Sun Player of the Week honor for the men's tennis team this year with his honor Wednesday. Women's tennis had its five-match winning streak snapped at number 24 Florida. Lucia Montano came back from a 6-0 loss in the first frame to defeat UF's number 52, McCartney Kessler. And Lucia Montano is now ranked number 99 in the ITA rankings. She also picked up the ASUN Player of the Week honor. Men's golf, number 26 men's golf, took 10th at the Gator Invitational. That invite included Florida, Vanderbilt, USF, Penn State, Liberty, West Virginia, and others. In women's golf, open the season and took second in their opening bout of competition. So going off that golf, let's get into some golf today. Thanks for being in the studio today, Mike. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Happy to be here, and let's see what we can get into. Yeah, so obviously um, a lot of people know the success of the men's golf program here, and you've been a part of it for um, your entirety of your career. You've stayed here, and you've kind of seen it grow as being from Jacksonville as well. Um, What are kind of... You know the things that you would reflect on after you know being here for three years and change now. Yeah, so uh, growing up uh, playing golf, I I really didn't know what UNF golf was. Um, being so local, I I really didn't really look into it. I always looked into like the the really top well-known programs, and then coming towards like graduating time of high school, I really didn't have anywhere to go because I was I was like right in that mid-tier not top level junior golfer and uh, I played pretty well in my senior year of high school and uh, I got the call from uh, Shro our head golf coach Scott Schroeder and I'm like UNF man 
all right, let's check them out. And, and happened, they happened to be top 30 uh, at the time. I'm like, wow, uh, okay, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's sign the dotted line and let's go. And, I, and the three and a half years since I've been here, heading into my senior semester, um, it's been great. Uh, playing in the lineup in postseason play all three years previously and uh, going to be a fourth year. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't have, couldn't have asked for it any better way. Uh, the teammates that I've had, um, especially last year's team, um, it was great. Uh, the camaraderie we had and the, the results that, that we went through and our success was, it was, it was special. Mm-hmm. So what part of Jacksonville are you from? So you went to Bulls. I did. Correct. I went to Bulls High School. Uh, but before that, um, I went to Kernan Middle. Okay. Uh, so I, I wasn't really a private school sure. kid all growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, the transition from middle school, uh, middle school, public middle school to a private uh, high school like Bowles and the prestige of Bowles was was pretty big for me. And I, I don't think I transitioned that well my freshman and sophomore year. But then towards my junior and senior year at Bowles, I I uh, I felt comfortable and I I think I excelled in golf and at school, in school especially. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up right around UNF. I, uh, my parents, uh, they've lived in the woods. Uh, five minutes from here, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, for sure. Ibis Point off of San Pablo, and now currently uh, in Highland Glen, which is right next to Jack's Golf. So mm-hmm. five five minute radius. Uh, my whole life from UNF, and and to be going here for uh, college is is pretty something special to be local mm-hmm. and have a, the family that uh, we play. Uh, the C Best, which is JU's event that we just played, right. um, our home tournament, the Hate, mm-hmm. and we also play the Gator, which is only an hour and a half in Gainesville. So it's cool to have all the family and uh, friends come out to the event and support uh, being local. Do you think people um, kind of, besides the people that are from this area of the country, realize the amount of golf that's in Northeast Florida in particular? Um, I think they realize that TPC is here um, in Ponte Vedra. Uh, That's the players, the Players' Championship, the 17th hole. They realize that, but... I don't think they realize how many other good courses there are, and and how many and the the uh, access that UNF has to all these good courses in the area. I mean, um, private courses like Sawgrass Country Club and Plantation, and um, sometimes we even get to play um, Pablo Creek, mm-hmm. which is super exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the access that we have to those courses is is unreal, and to be to be able to have those in your in my backyard growing up. And as uh, in in the university in uh, college golf is is really cool. Um, what makes a good course? Uh, I would say layout uh, is probably number one, and then condition is two, and then uh, you gotta have some scenery too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a, I mean there's a lot of that in Jacksonville. A lot of the cor- courses on the ocean, and a, a lot of good layouts, and the conditions are are usually pretty good. Uh, some fast greens right now because this is perfect time for a little cooler weather and mm-hmm. firm fast greens mm-hmm. um so when you go to play those regionals or you you know go across the country to play uh is it a different experience golfing than when you're here or does it kind of just you know things even out uh definitely different uh florida golf is a lot different than anywhere uh in the world uh florida is sea level um no elevation true uh the grass is different bermuda grass usually if you go Anywhere past uh, maybe South Carolina, you'll get into some bent grass uh, out west, poana grass. So 
it is different. The conditions are different, um, but it's all the same. It's the same game. Hit it, hit it down the fairway, hit it on the green, and make the putt. Mm-hmm. So. so, do golfers end up becoming kind of experts in like vegetation and shrubbery and and grass? Yeah, and you just know what is what. Well, yeah, you know when you when you step on the grass and you look yeah. you look at it, you know what type of grass it is. Uh-huh. Um, some people some people have to ask, but uh, I, I kind of kind of know. Um, there's different strands of the grass. Like there's different strands of Bermuda grass mm-hmm. and. Uh, but it's usually all the same. You, in Bermuda grass, you can see more of the grain, uh, which way the grass is growing, and that helps you read the putts on the grain. Mm-hmm. Uh, bent grass, you're usually using more of the slope, and uh, and such like that. But yeah, you do become a kind of a agriculturalist in that <laughs> sense, uh, knowing <laughs> knowing that. that do you do you get do you have any friends or do you know a lot of golfers that end up getting into golf, you know, turf management and uh, that world? Maybe maybe just one. Uh, my teammate Dylan Woods. He was big into into uh, taking care of. He I think he mowed uh, the team area one, like uh, sometimes. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, he 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 worked at Sawgrass Country Club uh, one summers okay. in the uh, maintenance uh, golf staff. So that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, but that other than him, that's probably it. Okay, so going back to getting recruited here. Um, there's obviously a lot of hype around recruiting for those sports, the basketballs the, and the football, mm-hmm. um, and definitely other sports as well. How does golf recruiting work? Do coaches like go to, you know, just events or do they just word of mouth or how does that kind of go? Yeah. So for, uh, for golf recruiting, especially it's the coaches will, will travel to the events that you play in. Um, usually you'll, you'll see them at like the state championship, um, uh, the U.S. Junior, um, like big big tournaments, and then um, like you won't see them like the the smaller stage uh, tournaments, like your local tours. You'll see you'll only see like North Florida there, but to get like a big pool of college coaches, the state championships and mm-hmm. uh, national championships. But for recruiting, it's it is kind of world word of mouth, like you know what this school has to offer and what this school has to offer and, and there's some research that you, that you can do but I think it's it's really a, to to see a coach that has interest in you and, and come they come watch you play I think that's uh it's pretty special the the junior golfer uh he likes to see that he likes to see that oh wow they're interested in me and maybe I have a chance to go into this school mm-hmm. um so it's yeah, and tr- and our head coach Scott Schroeder does a really good job with that uh, recruiting. Number number one, um, uh, junior golf. I always saw him, and I just I just never really it never really clicked that I could be going to North Florida. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, ah, North Florida. I'm from here. Florida. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to go somewhere somewhere different and not not really and and branch out. Um, but he was always there. He was always watching, and so that's. And he does he does a really great job. And I'd imagine that's the case for a lot of players that have come through UNF for sure. Um, and you know, they have options other way, uh, other places, but they realize the the strength here and the access they can you know have to getting on the course and yeah, playing. Exactly. Um, for you, uh, is how how do coaches evaluate, or from what you can tell, because other sports have you know endless amounts of video mm-hmm. on these recruits they've got they can go on huddle they can go and, and see video online about them but i don't know if that exists does that exist for golf um i mean we all take we all have our individual coaches mm-hmm. and swing coaches yeah. and they all have 
swing video and um, that can they can ask for that from our our individual coaches and they could take but for 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 uh, college golf coaches they're really looking um, can the kid does he have some game um, is he a good student and does he have a good attitude mm-hmm. and that's what that's what they're looking for I mean um, they don't really need to go through uh, endless hours and hours of film like a like a football coach or a basketball coach would mm-hmm. do because uh, each swing is different on tour uh, mm-hmm. if you could uh, break it down uh, each player on tour from Adam Scott one of the best swings on tour mm-hmm. to maybe uh, a Tony Finau who just played in the waste management this week and lost in the playoff a little shorter uh, shorter taking it back and but really rips through it uh, all swings are different on tour and I mean, it's just, do you have game and mm-hmm. uh, do you have a good attitude and are you good in the classroom? So certain sports have certain philosophies of how the team's going to play. Obviously, we talk about our basketball team here the, on the men's side and they're going to shoot the three. Right. Is that work for golf in college? Do certain coaches, you know, we play conservative, we play aggressive, you know, big on the drive. What? Well, how does that work? Um, yeah, I mean, there is a... a course management type of aspect in golf and that is we do discuss that going into each different uh event that we play uh, depending on the golf course um i would say uh, some golf courses you can be more aggressive and you do hit more drivers instead of um laying it back a little more with a three wood or a driving iron off the tee and then some of those courses that there you play and uh our our coach will tell us that you're probably only going to hit four or five drivers around out of the mm. uh, 14 holes that you could hit mm-hmm. driver on. And you you kind of like pick your spots around the golf okay. course. So yeah, there is uh, there is that uh, aspect of um, having a certain uh, shot, like we do shoot the three ball. Um, yeah. But it, uh, it all does depend on the course. So do you guys, you know, you sit down with coaches and hash out how you're going to approach a hole oh, yeah. before every before every um tournament yeah so we we'll, we have a pr- we'll play a practice round okay. uh before the event starts that's usually the day before the event and we'll we'll uh we have a like a, a yardage book or a course book mm-hmm. and we'll take our notes and what we're gonna hit off of this tee how we're gonna play the certain hole uh what we have to watch out for and then the night uh the night before the tournament after the practice round we'll all sit down and we'll all uh uh compare notes and um Shro will maybe add uh, to our notes, give us a couple more uh, things to look out for and things to um, to stay away from and maybe certain clubs to hit on, certain holes that he saw us uh, not do in the practice round, but he would like us to maybe like be maybe a little more aggressive or a little more conservative in that aspect. How can coaches interact with their golfers during play? Uh, during play, you're allowed to have your head coach and ass- assistant coach, uh, two coaches during the round. And it can be anywhere from one coach is just walking with a player the whole time. And there's no uh, limitations on what they can't, can't do. I mean, they obviously can't um, stand behind them and line them up because mm-hmm. uh, that's against the rules. Um, but they can read putts. They can tell you what club to hit. Uh, they could shoot your yardage for you. They just can't carry your bag. Uh, but uh, It's almost like do, being a caddy. They can, yeah, they, can, mm-hmm. they are a caddy, but they can't uh, carry the bag. Okay. That's it. Sure. So, yeah, because that, that's always something I've wondered. You see tennis matches, and you play six courts at one time right. in singles in college, and coaches will divide up the courts according to who they like to coach and who right. responds better to them. Yep. So how do you, how have you noticed um, your, you know, Schroeder and Dennis and, and, and whatnot? How have they, 
how do they divide that up? Because obviously you guys are golfing, you know, simultaneously. Right. You know. Um. So usually our plan is that uh, uh, our previous assistant coach Jeff Dennis, who, yeah, who now he uh, uh, left the UNF men's golf team to uh, work in the athletic mm-hmm. department in, um. But he would usually be on par threes, and he'd be okay. he'd be bouncing uh, back and forth on par threes, and then Tro would be on uh, par fives, uh, usually uh, more course management type style on a par five, uh, second shot into the green, um, to where if we had a good number, he would let us go, or and he would like coach us through it, or if it wasn't the greatest number, not in the greatest lie, uh, we would lay up and hit our wedge in, into the green. So that's how it usually was in the past. And sometimes uh, in the current course or in the current uh, setting that we're in, um, you could find a coach walking with a guy for mm-hmm. the whole round. Um, if the guy uh, wasn't really too comfortable with the course or needed a little extra help, the coach could be with him for the whole round. And then that would take take away from uh, the part, like Shroby on our part four. Like we wouldn't have him there, but we would just have to be, be smarter about our or what we're doing and, um, but usually that's what we did. Uh, Shro mm-hmm. would be on the par fives, and Drew or uh, Jeff Jeff would be on the par threes. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you noticed that your your game has changed, or has it kind of stayed consistent? Um, whether it's you know your swing path or um, just what you have added. Yeah, I think uh, my swing has stayed pretty similar throughout my college career. I would say my the way I approach uh, golf in general, my course management. Uh, has changed dramatically. Uh, I was not that consistent as a freshman. I would shoot uh, some maybe 68, 69s here and there, but then I would throw in a 78, 77. Um, but I could, f- I feel like I have grown as a player in that aspect, uh, course management, and I'm tightening my uh, parameters of, of scores. Um, now I'm like right in between uh, maybe a 68 and a 74 on a mm-hmm. bad day. So it, it has, I can, I can see the, the change and how much I've grown throughout the, the three years I've been here. What's the key to being consistent? Uh, just not, not being stupid, not making yeah. stupid not mistakes. Uh, yeah, just being smart. Uh, when you hit a bad shot, um, not, not panicking, um, not doing a, like a, a hero type shot to make to get make out it of up. it, hit it off of a tree and into play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, taking uh, taking your bogeys when you can and and not compacting the errors because uh, golfers we make enough birdies around, uh, especially myself. I make anywhere from four to six birdies around to where uh, one bad shot and making a bogey or two two bogeys won't really won't really hurt me. Mm-hmm. How do you work on? Uh, your mental game and do you guys practice that as a team or is that something that you kind of have to figure out on your own yeah I mean we don't really practice the mental aspect as a team we just we all know that um, golf golf is a grind Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the hardest mental sports there is out there and um, it's usually just on on your own um, um, going through the round that you just played um, and picking the spots that you you thought you could be better in and uh, um, taking taking those and uh, learning learning from them. What was working for you on that that really good round that you had this past you know tournament? Yeah, so I the round before that I really wasn't in the 
right frame of mind. I uh, was kind of struggling on the range, uh, warming up, and I actually uh, birdied my first three holes of the event. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be a great day. And it turned out not to be. And I, I could have, t- I could have probably told you that because I was struggling and I didn't really know which way the ball was going. But then um, the the night uh, after that round, I I thought about it and I'm like, man, I, it wasn't actually really that bad. Like I I know what I can do. It's my home course. I grew up playing mm-hmm. there at TPC on the Valley, and I uh, I thought about it and it came up came out the next morning got on the range and I uh I really grooved my swing and I I'm like all right I'm gonna hit a fade today I'm gonna make the ball go left or right and I stuck with that the whole day and I'm like I'm gonna hit a lot of fairways and I'm gonna hit a lot of greens and that's what I went with the whole day and that was my my thought process and I I think I ended up hitting 14 greens um uh, I drove the ball really well I probably hit 11 fairway 11 out of 14 fairways yeah, 14 big. out of the 18 greens and I, I made one one bad swing. I think the whole day. Um, so I I ended up shooting three under. Uh, I had five birdies and two two bogeys. Yeah. So that's that's how that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like how how I make anywhere from four to six around. And if I make one or two bogeys, it's not that big of a deal. Sure. And I I feel like if I could have just taken that mentality of the first two rounds, of I like I. I know, I know, I I need to do that, but I sometimes I I guess I forget. But uh, we'll see that more coming up in the next tournaments. Yeah, it's early in the season, obviously yeah. too. And um, uh, what's it like to grow up on a course and then play competitive golf against big teams on the course? Yeah, is that weird? It it is. It's different because the the clubs I would hit off the tee on the nor- on a normal round or I'd hit driver everywhere. Yeah. Um, cause I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm just going to swing. Yeah and, yeah. and I know where I, and then you get into the tournament setting and, uh, the, it, it becomes the golf course in a sense does become a little tighter because there's, you start seeing a little bit more of the trouble and, and you're like, <laughs> it's ah. so weird, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely different. Um, but I felt like I had the home course advantage there, um, which, uh, which I I didn't really take advantage of the first day, but um, it is different playing on a course that you're really uh, familiar with and you played mm-hmm. there all your life, and then all right, you're in a tournament, you're in a tournament now, and you got to do something a little different. Yeah, because it's it's got to be strange. It's like kind of growing up in let's say it's at your backyard, and you know you're playing catch in your backyard, right. and then all of a sudden it turns into the World Series or something, <laughs> yeah. and it's like that this place is like. I was casual and now I'm like super yeah, and uptight. You, and you really don't see that in in that many other sports. No. Um, because growing up, uh, football, basketball, baseball, you're not really playing on the on the big stage. Yeah. Um, in in uh, our our sport, we are playing on those big courses, mm-hmm. and you could be a member at TPC Sawgrass and then end up playing in the players, and or you could be a member. At uh, let's say uh, Riviera and end up playing, in the in the Riv and uh, I mean it, that's something pretty special in in the game of golf. It's one of the unique traits of it because of just the culture and community yeah. of golf too. Uh, what is golf culture like? You know, community wise, like, is there? Do you guys follow? You know, what goes on at other schools across the country in golf? Um, 
do golfers kind of stick together? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, I would say the golf culture, it's, it's pretty uh, close, close-knit. Um, usually the guys that you play with, uh, you do develop uh, a friendship with other schools and other teams because a lot of the events that we've uh, I've played in, we play every year. Uh, the schedule is usually pretty similar, and you see um, similar teams every year, mm-hmm. and then uh, you're usually – depending on where you are in the lineup, uh, you're usually paired with some, some of the guys you've played with before and you do develop a friendship and yeah, it is, it is pretty close and you do keep, uh, tabs on how other guys mm-hmm. are doing and, uh, you do look at other scores and how other teams are playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What's the common path? Um, obviously there's been an, a slew of, um, professional golfers that have been highly successful that, whether they're from America or not, they go and play college golf Mm -hmm. and then they go professional. Is there like a typical path, um, for becoming a professional golfer? Yeah, a path to the tour. Uh, there are, um, I, I would say it's like a pyramid. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, um, developmental tours that you can play, which lead into, uh, the corn Ferry tour, which Mm -hmm. is a step below the PGA tour. And then that one would lead to the PGA tour. Um, there's a lot of routes that you can take on the developmental tour. There's, there's three that the PJ that the PJ run, um, PJ China, Latino American and PJ Canada. And those all lead to the corn Ferry, which used to be the web.com tour. And then that, uh, leads to the PGA. So, and then, so the developmental tours, those three, they give away five cards a year on the money list. So if you win the money list and you go and get your corn fairy card okay. and then those, the corn fairy, they give the top 25, they give 25 cards. So it's not easy. No, that's <laughs> a super selective yeah, group. The, the, the cards and the, how many people are playing, uh, it's the, the percentile is five, 5% or maybe even lower, but, um, and you really can't make any money on the developmental tours. Uh, you can make a little bit of money on the Corn Ferry Tour, but not as much money on the PGA. And right. that's everyone's goal, to get on the PGA Tour and and to stay on the PGA Tour. Yeah. yeah. Um, does being good at golf kind of give you a little societal status in a way? Because golf is, like, kind of linked with, you know, business yeah. and social customs and everything. Um, I think... Playing golf and operating and owning a business is big. Um, now, if you can play well, that's even better. Yeah. Uh, if you're a good golfer, um, like uh, like our assistant coach Jeff Dennis, uh, he was he's a great golfer and he always played with us in qualifying, and now he was able to take uh, a new job opportunity yeah. in the athletic department in fundraising, and he had and his golfing abilities is is a is a plus it's a bonus um because he can take out uh, a possible um uh benefactor that yeah. could help out the university and he could play golf with him and and he's a good player good point. and, and yeah. he can give him a couple pointers yeah <laughs> and it could a- end up helping the university yeah so. it always factors into you know yeah. hey this guy's good at golf i want to talk to him exactly <laughs> and a lot of golfers do uh or a lot of business business owners do play golf yeah yeah is that a thought for you i mean obviously being in business i don't know what your path is afterwards but in your goals but i'm sure you've thought about it yeah i i do my major is in business management and 
Um, I am going to turn professional after I uh, graduate, okay. and I'm going to give it a run for about two, maybe three years. And then, it, I mean, if it doesn't work out, then I always have that to fall back on. Maybe I'll come back to school and get my MBA, um, probably right here at North Florida in the Coggin, Coggin business. But um, I have thought about it a little bit, but I uh, I really want want it to work out, uh, me playing on the tour. Uh, it's it's been my my dream since I was probably ten years old, and mm-hmm. and we're gonna stick with Pursue that for, it. Yeah. for the next two or three years. Do so. you talk to any of the your former teammates that are doing that? Oh yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. Philip uh, mm-hmm. Knowles and Travis Trace, who just graduated mm-hmm. uh, last year, um, all Americans. They they did uh, the developmental tour uh, Canada, and they did that this past summer, and they had success with it. Um, Philip actually uh, didn't play that great in canada finished about 53rd on the money list somewhere around there um how long is that list it's it's a it's a big list uh there's probably about 300 guys um he's right around 50th on the money list which sent him uh to second stage of the corn ferry qualifying so there's for corn ferry uh there's a qualifying series starts with pre-qualifying first stage second stage and then final stage so if there there is an incentive pl- to playing the developmental tours because those money, the money list winners are sent to uh, a certain stage depending on how they do, and Phil uh, finishing in fiftieth was sent to second or sorry first stage he was sent to first stage. Travis uh, he played really well uh, finished fourteenth on the money list mm. and was sent to the second stage. Uh, Phil made it through all the way to the final stage and now has conditional status on Corn Ferry Tour which means he'll get into a select uh, few events. And uh, he's actually playing in the LACOM in, uh, I think it's Sarasota, Florida, in the next week. So what did they talk, what did they talk to you about? They're, Have they gave you any yeah. you know, insight into it? So that's what I'm going to do. I signed up for uh, my qualifier for PJ Tour Canada uh, first week of March in Mission Inn. It's right in the middle of Florida. Um, they Yeah, they said uh, travel is kind of tough. Um but they, uh, Canada, the the tour does a really good job at uh, grouping uh, tournament sites together in c- kind of the same province. Uh, so you can so, knock things out. So you can knock it out and not have to fly back and forth. From like um, going British Columbia all the way to Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you do have to make uh, some of those some of mm-hmm. those flights because they're mm-hmm. not they're not all together. But they do do a good job of having some events uh, in the same province. But yeah, travel is tough because uh, not many Uber or Lyfts up there, so <laughs> you do have to get a rental car, and that's where it gets expensive, and and lodging, and uh, caddy fee, and uh, and tournament entry fee, and it all racks up. So and all that stuff at that level is pretty much from your pocket, no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're paying out of pocket for everything, yeah. and that's where you you try to get um, some sponsors. sponsors to help you out. Um, I see. Yeah. But yeah, I have uh, learned a lot from those two, and uh, hopefully, I can I can do that and and, yeah. and start start my career that way, and and hopefully, it it won't last me too long to get out to that get out to the PGA Tour. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have a favorite course you've played on? Doesn't uh, have to be in Florida. Yeah, so uh, probably my favorite course I've played would be Beth Page, uh, the black course mm-hmm. up in uh, Long Island. A classic. Uh, that's where my, my family is from on my dad's side. Oh, really? So They grew up playing. Um, they live, they've, they're from Long Island, um, grew up playing uh, Beth Page in the courses in that area. And I went there two summers ago with my uncle. He's uh, 
he is a professional golfer, Len Matisse, and he is um, just making his way onto the Champions Tour. Right, right. Uh, he's right around 52. So, mm-hmm. and we played in uh, no carts, so you carry your bag, and the course is about 7,700 yards, which is which is long. It's a long course. And it was fun. Uh, it's a it is a championship golf course, and that that I had a great time there. How are our golf courses structured? A lot different in different regions of the country, because obviously you've played, you know, a number of areas now. Yeah, um, I'm, I mean, I've been from uh, West Coast to East mm-hmm. Coast, and you can I can see there there are there are different trees in in the areas. Um, the layouts are a little different uh, depending on the area you're in, but yeah, I mean it's usually all it's all, all pretty same. Usually each golf course has four par threes, four par fives, yeah, and uh, ten par ten par fours, and that's the eighteen holes. So mm-hmm. it's usually pretty similar. Do you have like a? I really want to play this course, and I have not played this course. Uh so actually, um, our head coach uh, Scott Schroeder just let the guys know that we have an opportunity to play Pine Valley. Uh, number one course in the world. When did he let you know uh, that? Uh, he let us know that about two weeks ago. So pretty recent. And that is going to be in the fall uh, oh. of, of next <laughs> upcoming year. So I'm like, oh, in the fall. Oh man. When I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> Timely. Um. So that would be the course that I mean everyone wants to play. That yeah. and Augusta, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh. But hopefully I'll play Augusta a little, little, little later down the road. Yeah. Um in the in april sometime yeah hopefully. that'd be nice that'd uh, be a, that'd be a nice uh little goal to achieve yeah. <laughs> but yeah pine valley they're gonna have the opportunity to play there um i don't know the exact date but i think it is in the fall of uh 2020 when i will oh, be it's graduated rough. sorry to hear that yeah but, you know um so is there uh is there kind of a style that you have to have on these courses like is there there you play on these upper echelon courses is there like customs and like etiquette that are like you don't necessarily know of before you go there uh yeah there are uh (laughs) there are definitely um (laughs) ways to act and uh how you carry yourself on on these top tier courses um you don't want to be you're kind of when you're there you're still you're definitely stepping on eggshells (laughs) (laughs) yeah um my uh my coach calls it calls it when we're out at these nice private courses you're in a fishbowl uh mm-hmm. because you have all the all the um all the members watching and everyone yeah. everyone uh with the with the uh houses being on the holes they can so they see what you're doing they see if you're tossing a club out there or or maybe dropping a a, a couple swear words yeah. so it is definitely a, like a, a fishbowl how he's how he says that you're always being watched and um you have to uh have the right attitude and, and carry yourself properly mm-hmm. For you, is there a? Seems like different golfers really like to have a certain style. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to wear uh, a certain polo, you know, certain golf pants. Um, what, what is there a style that you like to go with out there? And I know we, you know, you had a little facial hair, yeah, kind of decision that that came up at one point too. I don't know if that factors so, into it. <laughs> so I like uh, I I usually always wear golf clothes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you're not really gonna see me in. Uh, a jeans and a and a t-shirt that mm-hmm. that often. Um, Just got to be ready to go golf yeah, anytime, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you never know when you're gonna get that call. Yeah, Augusta. <laughs> uh, but I would say that my type of style on the golf course, uh, I usually like to go maybe two buttons uh, unbuttoned on the on the collar on, on the shirt. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, sometimes I pop the collar, uh, <laughs> shades on. Um, but no, but when I'm in uh, business, like tournament setting, um, it's pretty uh, pretty clean. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a, a, some facial hair, uh, a beard right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the fall, I did have just the stash. I saw that. What, I was, what ro- was that I was about? rocking it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just went with something new and I actually played pretty well in the fall with just a stash. Very consistent. Uh-huh. Um, I, we had four tournaments and they, I all finished inside the top 25 with, uh, a ninth and maybe a, uh, 11th, I think, or maybe two. Yeah. A ninth and an 11th that my two, uh, top finishes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you might see the stash yeah. come back in, a little in the little stash spring. swagger. Yeah. Yeah. In the springtime, uh, I might I might pull that out for the next okay. event. Okay. All right. Is there um is there kind of a, a go-to snack that a lot of golfers have or whatnot? They pull something out, give them, you know, if it's a long round, you know. Yeah, uh for me, uh I guess I'm kind of like a Tiger Woods in a sense where I always like a PB&J yeah. on the course. Um, when I'm at home in a home event, my mom will always come and she always like pull out a PBJ at yeah. the turn, and I'm like, yes, yeah. that's a PBJ big game time. changer. PBJ yeah. time, uh, birdie juice. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like PBJs, uh, peanut butter crackers. Um, a lot of people like fruit snacks and uh, some like trail mix, uh, granola. Yeah, nah, I, like I, I, I don't go yeah. with like a lot of sugar. Yeah, but, but yeah, but I'm more like. PB and J and maybe peanut butter cracker or something okay. like that. All right. Just a little bit of energy going yeah. for you. So, um, obviously it's early in the spring season right now. You had a good start for yourself. Um, what's, you know, what's really something you're trying to emphasize the rest of the spring here? Yeah. So, I mean, so the goal has always been, uh, all American. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to get all American status, uh, which means, uh, you got to be probably inside the top 75 in, in the rankings in college golf rankings. Uh, right now, entering into the springtime i think i was just outside 100 maybe 105 but with this event i just played uh not the greatest so i'll probably be bumped up to about 150th um but i think i think the goal is yeah all american and i think i can i have plenty of tournaments uh throughout the springtime to accomplish that goal and hopefully we can get a win win or two in and i I do want to get a college win in uh that's that's something everyone strives for Mm -hmm. and i think i can definitely do it and next tournament next two tournaments i've i I really think that my game is ready and i know the course is well enough so well uh thank you so much mike i know we'll be watching rooting for you uh as those tournaments come along and uh good luck the rest of the season and um on to the future too yeah well thanks for having me and uh go ospreys swoop swoop so thanks again for coming on today mike good luck the rest of your senior season and good luck when you enter into the professional ranks Looking ahead to next week, and this weekend we have a very busy slate around the athletic department. Women's basketball, men's basketball, they'll have a doubleheader Saturday hosting Lipscomb. It'll be senior night for both the teams there. UNF baseball hosts Rutgers Friday through Saturday. Softball goes to Boca Raton for another tournament. Men's tennis hosts FAMU and Bethune-Cookman Saturday. Women's tennis will host Georgia State. That'll be on Sunday. Beach Volleyball opens at the Cooper Beach Volleyball Complex with the UNF Invitational Friday through Saturday. And then you'll have women's golf, men's golf, men's track, and women's track and field all in action as well. And don't forget that swimming is in competition as well at the CCSA Championships, going for some titles there and looking to prolong their season. So thanks again for listening today. 
and we'll see you here again next week.